It's the Hive Sports Podcast, bringing you all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State. Visit us at thehivesports.com. Against Gobert, puts his shoulder down, rolls inside, try to slam it home, and Rudy said, not tonight! John Beck is on the run, he throws behind him, it is, cut for the touchdown! Merrill for the lead, he's got it! RSL fans, welcome back, and the losing streak is finally over. We finally got a dub at home, and boy, does it feel good to finally snap a long drought of goallessness, and it feels so good. And this is another episode here on RSL Sunday Podcast. I'm Marcos with Connor here with me as well, and and Connor, how how are you doing? We had Easter Sunday, and feels like a long long wait yeah no yeah i mean we we obviously would have liked to record that next day on our our typical rsl sunday we'll we'll call Mm -hmm. this we'll call this an rsl thursday this week um (laughs) better late than never um but man it's gotta be gotta be feeling good after getting that getting that w going into easter weekend getting some good food relaxing with the family i mean cannot complain a lot definitely a lot better than what it would have been if we didn't get the win this week absolutely we, we now have blue sky outside so exactly. warm temperature About we got, time. got a nice got a nice big dub at home um but the real question connor what is the worst easter candy oof i feel like a lot of people would say peeps which yeah. I I'm honestly a, a pretty big fan of. I I'm, I'm kind of in the minority there, I guess. Um, the I don't know, those like you know those Easter egg like chocolate kind of things, like like the Cadbury. Yeah, those I don't know. I can maybe have like three, four of them, but I don't know if, if once I start eating more of those, they just they get too sweet. The like sugary coating on the outside is just too much for me i don't know what about you i'm definitely like i hate cad not cadbury uh peeps peeps i hate anything to do with super sweet the marshmallow and i'm gonna have to go with anything with uh peanut peanut butter i hate peanut butter so much the smell of it really so, it, so not even anybody, like reese's pieces and no those, like not, not those like, bunny reese's peanut butter cups no, so if if I see anybody like at RSL games bringing anything to me with peanut butter, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk away. <laughs> disgusting. The smell makes me kind of like nauseous. And you're not but even allergic. Not even allergic, which is weird. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll eat peanut butter and jelly, but everything okay. else with peanut butter, I, I Just, can't do. Okay, yeah, okay. I guess I can respect that. I'm, a, I'm. If it's if it's not like peanut butter and chocolate, if it, once the peanut butter starts getting a little too overpowering, I'm the same way. But I don't know. Like, Absolutely. Reese's peanut butter cups. That's my thing. Uh, yeah, for sure. But we have so much to so much to break down for you guys in today's episode of RSL Sunday podcast from a big win to who we got selected with in U.S. Open Cup uh, coming up in two weeks. And then we'll, we'll break down our next matchup this Saturday against FC Dallas. But first and foremost, like every episode, we got some RSL trivia for you guys. Um, so our question that we had this week was, who is the only RSL player ever, ever in this long period, it's since 2005, to win the Golden Boot? Was it Sabrio, Cunningham, Finley, or Crylock? So that's a good list of some goal scores right there. 
Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. I that was that was tricky for me. I feel like other uh, Krylak was a bit of a stretch just because I knew like in this MLS day and age, it's a little it's a little tough for RSL boys to be to be getting close to that. But I went with Cunningham. I was at thirty four percent, which is close to the majority, which I'll take because I'm normally like at the far minority. So we'll go with Cunningham. Yeah, yeah. So it was Jeff Cunningham. Um, he did have the golden boot way back when. Um, Dang, we'll take that. Yeah, the only RSL player to ever win the golden boot. Hopefully, we see another one because we've had so many other other awards that we've had. We've had best defender. We've had Nick Ramondo win silver awards with best goalkeeper, but mm -hmm. only one ever golden boot for RSL. So and that, that, we we get your use to change at this day and age, yeah, yeah. And let's let, let's get jump right into it. Um, in the matchup against Charlotte FC on Saturday, a big win at home, like we mentioned, three one. Yeah. Um, so let's hear let's hear your thoughts. What 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 went well right off the bat in this one? Uh, I mean, one thing that that stood out to me was just the fact that we we didn't like completely capitulate after we conceded that goal um i thought it was huge for us like the way we responded at the start of that second half and it clearly paid dividends for us because we ended up going on that streak we got those three goals within that like 5 to 7 minute stretch and that was because we didn't let our heads drop we kept the intensity going because i think we could see like all the fans could see we were creating those chances in the first half we were playing good soccer we 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 knew if we stuck to our tactics and what we were doing like the chances were going to continue to come and eventually we were going to get stuff that was going to go into the back of the net and eventually that happened and i think the one time pablo's signature saying goals change games that <laughs> was very true this week because the first half we saw it we we weren't getting that end product we weren't getting those final goals and if we were going to continue at that pace and continue just lacking that final touch to get it into the back of the net and get those over the line it really does change the game and so i got i got to give it to him there his his tactics they went right i was a little i was a little frustrated when we weren't getting those goals in the first half but i i got to give it to him we 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 played a really good game yeah, and with that, we saw a lot of changes in the formation. We saw Marcelo Silva come back from injury, um, and then we saw Jasper Lachlison playing defensive mid with Pablo Ruiz. What 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 were your thoughts of having Lachlison jump right in uh, when he's kind of kind of been kind of shaky so far to start the season? Yeah, I thought I thought him having him and Silva back was huge. I thought this kind of resembles maybe what like going into preseason what we might have thought like our lineup might have been looking like at least closer to it maybe missing a mm -hmm. few guys here and there but definitely the core group what we thought would be going in and I was super impressed with how Loffelson and Ruiz linked up together I think they complement each other super well um Loffelson definitely a little bit more of like a defensive minded player I think or at least prioritizes that um yeah and Ruiz loves to create loves to get forward when he can and just get into creative positions and I think it was it worked super well I think even just looking at Ruiz's goal 
he knew Loffelson was going to be sitting back and kind of covering their tail if a counterattack was to ensue. And so he was able to kind of sit and hover at the edge of the box. And that's what he was able to post that ball, that shaky clearance by that Charlotte defender. And he was able to stick that in his freaking beautiful that, shot. Oh, that off the crossbar bounced yeah. down. And we, we talked about the, the drought of goals that we, that we yeah. have gone what on. What a way to come 50s. back. The 56-minute goal by Ruiz, they ended a 304-minute drought that ties wow. the ninth longest uh, goalless streak in RSL history. So wow. I'm not sure if that's good, bad, but... Ninth? Glad... I don't I don't ever want to relive those other eight that are ahead of that. Jeez. Not not at all. <laughs> um, but go, but going back to Laughlin, uh, we, we heard from the press conference after the match that him and Pablo Ruiz are are starting to get a very good chemistry, good friendship right there in the midfield, which is good to see because that's what we, we need to see from our cell players, to be having that, that camaraderie to be able to trust each other on the pitch. Yeah. No, definitely. And I think along with them, I think Gomez and Saverino both looked a lot more comfortable and fluid on the ball. I, I think just showing off of like the assists and who scored the goals. Like you can see even on Gomez and Sabrina's goal that they linked up on, it was just, it felt like there was some like actual chemistry there. Whereas like in these first couple matches throughout the season, it's almost felt like people were almost just kind of getting thrown into it and hadn't, you know, they hadn't really played with each other much. They didn't know what type of play styles they're playing with, things like that. But I think now we're really starting to see, the players learn each other's games and know like what runs certain guys are going to be making and things like that. And it's, it's super fun to watch at least for Gomez, especially, I think it was super awesome to see like a good performance out of him because for him being our record signing, we were definitely missing some sort of spark from him. We, we, we kind of saw the same thing that we kind of saw in the St. Louis game, how it's a, a game of two halves, how, in the St. Louis game, we were very good in the first half and then terrible in the second half. Same as in this game. We were awful in the first half. We just couldn't finish the chances. And literally, like, right into the second half, we were just three goals back to back to back. Why do you think that is, that we can't have the same repetitiveness in both halves? Yeah, I think that's definitely something that we – at least that, that's something you can improve on, which at least is, like, I guess a good sign of – like something positive out of our bad form that we can pull. Um, if we can get one of these halves turn into two, like we could be a super, super dangerous team. Um, I think it's just going to come down to us staying mentally locked in for the full 90 minutes and understanding our roles, understanding the play style that we want to be enforcing. And it's just going to come down to us just being locked in, like, and just, being there for our teammates. If someone's might be having a bad day, having a couple touches, not to let that bring your game down to let that bring you up and try to step up in front and for your teammates, try to bring, raise the levels for them. Um, but I think this last game was a good sign. I mean, that first half, it's, it's an easy time to go and it's an easy for you to go into halftime down one, nothing and kind of just let your heads drop. Think, especially after two brutal losses the weeks before, like super easy for you to just let that kind of creep into the back of your mind. Like, oh, geez, here we go again. 
just like last week, oh. just like the week before. But I think it was huge for us to be able to pick that up. I'd love to hear what that halftime speech was like. Yeah, yeah. And and Jasper kind of touched on that in the press conference, how he said it was just very, really, super easy to just to have your woe me and just be heads down the rest of the season. But in cases like this, you need to just pick your head up and just remember this is a long season. You still have 30, you have a 32 game season plus leagues cup plus open cup and all these games to just bounce back and just to improve. Do you feel like in this match, especially, or in just moving forward, we, we missed out on Krylock. Um, we, we know that he was out because of injury. He wasn't in the 18. Do you feel like we, we don't really need him or he moving forward, he should just be a player coming off the bench. I thought it was, I thought it was interesting, you know, like it's your captain. You obviously don't want to say like, oh yeah, we're, we're perfectly fine without him. But like, I think it was good to see the guys be able to rally around themselves without having that experienced captain, that veteran behind them, the young guys kind of pulled together and got an amazing result for, for what it was. We, we really needed that. I think it, if we got another loss there, like a two nothing loss, something like that, that really could have really just derailed the season completely. Whereas like getting that win there really kind of brings us back on track. We got two wins, two losses and, or no, two wins, three losses now, right? Uh, four losses. Four loss. Okay. Yeah. I, I was being generous. Two wins, four <laughs> losses. But still, there's like you said, it's it's a long season. There's a long way for us to come back. Whereas before, if we maybe got another loss there, still sitting dead last in the table, no goals, it, it would have been hard for the guys to kind of get their minds back into it. But I think that was big for us to be able to build from this. Yeah, I think if Krylak is healthy, ready, come Saturday's match against Dallas, I, I personally would rather see him come off the bench just because yeah. we saw so much good chemistry with the guys that were starting. Maybe if he were to do a switch with anybody, it would be Rubio because Rubio, let's, let's get honest. Let's be honest. Like he did not show up at all in this match against yeah. Charlotte. Um, like he, he did well with Guatemala, but let's get real. It's with Guatemala, but that, that's a different level of competition who he's going against. This is yeah. different in, so, do you yeah, feel no, like I, mean, I wouldn't feel like Ruby kind of lost? Yeah, do you think he I, loses I, his spot. I yeah, I think it's especially if Carlac comes back healthy. I think it's it's all going to be dependent on what his fitness is like. Like if he's yeah, if we think he's ready to go ninety minutes, definitely put him in place of Rubio. I think he just I wouldn't say he necessarily had like the worst game of his RSL career, but he kind of was just there. You, you know what I mean? Like he was just taking part. He wasn't doing anything extravagant. Exactly. He wasn't making anything creative on his part. He was just kind of in his position, not necessarily causing a threat. He was just there. And I think we need a lot more than that, especially with how little goals we've scored this season. Like, yeah, we we had that brilliant shot from Pablo, which got us back into the game, and I think definitely brought the momentum back on our side. But who knows what would have happened if we hadn't scored that? Like, were we just gonna still just kind of be on that fringe where we're just making those passes and not able to get that final link up? Like, I think mm -hmm. 
Rubio definitely needs to step up or we need to have someone in that position like Krylak to be able to step up and make those plays. Like he was getting opportunities, but just not finishing them. He had the one in the second half, the the cross and to that he was a little late to the header, just exactly. a couple couple, yeah. a couple steps away. Um, but with all three goals that we did score, this is the second the fastest three goals scored by RSL in one game. The last time that happened was we scored three in a minute and three in five minutes. And this was back in September of 2014 versus Colorado. And that's when we had the likes of Plata, Javi, and even Chris Schuler. Wow. Yeah, this feels like the glory days looking back on it now. Yeah, and we we tro- we destroyed Colorado in that game. I think it was 6-1, 6-2. So geez, yeah. I mean, hopefully, hopefully we can bring that in this year. Colorado's been stinking up the park. So hopefully at least that's our that's our one guaranteed win this season. Can we just talk about for a second uh, in the offside goal? I think it was Anderson Julio. Whoever is controlling the lights for the stadium, they they need to oh, they need to they need to they need to like pay attention. Yeah, or at least have it like it. It seems like they just like pressed a button and then it just like set everything off and there was no going back. Like at least like you get some control over it. Like oh my gosh, it was a little embarrassing. Like they scored, like all the players were reset and all the lights are still flashing. The smoke cannons going off. It's like, oh gosh. What What are your thoughts? Because before every match, before the kickoff, they do the RSL chant. It seems very cheesy and very Americanized to be doing chants like that at a soccer game. I, I'm not a fan of it personally. I think we should just stick to the belief chant and just nothing more, nothing less. Yeah, one it. It also just it feels super forced too. Like it's not like that's something that's like been inbreded in the RSL culture for years and years. Like you don't go to an RSL game and get excited for that chant. Like it's a new thing that they just kind of push on everyone. And usually, like good chants that'll stick around for a long time or stuff that's made by the fans, not just some generated thing by the club that they thought might sound cool on the speakers like i don't know yeah I, i'm with you i i think it's got to go it's definitely giving me like a if you ever gone to like a byu football or basketball game I, i've gone i've gone to that trap i i do admit it but with ryan smith now being owner he's like a big byu fan so i feel like he's like hey like hey let's let's do some byu stuff too at our yeah like, oh, exactly that's, that's trying to put his goal. little touch on it yeah <laughs> but with the transfer window ending, closing in about like I think it's two two-ish weeks from now, do you think RSL will sign a player, or do you think that, that ship's kind of kind of sailed? Uh, uh, I'd love to say yes, but I don't know. I just feel like I mean maybe if we were like a, a European team, I feel like transfers can move pretty quickly over there. But I mean at least at, in terms of RSL. Seems like if we're getting a transfer or a loan or even anything in that sort of sort of realm, it's it's a long time coming and we see it coming from a mile away. Like even Brian Vera, it was mm-hmm. before it even got announced, we had at least known about it or heard rumors like a couple weeks in advance. And so uh, 
I don't see it happening. I I'd love for it to happen. Yeah. I think we we could definitely use it, but yeah, I am not getting my hopes up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I it's something I, I want, but realistically it's not going to happen. So I think No, until it's not. until the next transfer window, which I think is possibly the summer, I'm not sure when exactly, but sometime around then, that's when I think we should pounce and get somebody. Because with the likes of Krylock, with him kind of being injury prone-ish in his age, I think we should sign somebody to fill that void. Yeah, Do you, do no, you, definitely. do you kind of agree? Yeah, well, and that's one thing I kind of wanted to touch on. Like, I don't know if there's maybe like an injury that I haven't heard about or something, but I've just kind of been curious about where Axel Kai has been this season because he hasn't been starting Yeah. with the Monarchs. He hasn't been on the bench with the Monarchs. He hasn't been on our bench. He hasn't been He he didn't anywhere. go he didn't go for the, the, the GA cup as well. Yeah, and so I, I maybe he must have some sort of injury that just hasn't necessarily been publicized by the club, but I don't know. I was kind According of thinking to his uh Instagram story, he was at the the game Saturday up in the, the suite, um, Okay. just watching the game there. So yeah, maybe it is like a maybe he's just on kind of the fringe, I guess, where he can't make that the full the full school game day squad, but is still practicing with the first team. I don't know, but I was definitely expecting a little more. I don't know. At least Yeah, being at least, at least being eighteen. yeah, at least getting a couple bench appearances here and there. Maybe like some of them in the 85th minute, something like that. I don't know. I was definitely thinking this, this was kind of his year when he would start breaking in, especially when we've been lacking up front and that attacking threat. Like that's the perfect time you Yeah. give someone like that to go in. That's like, the most motivation you can ever have. Like this is, you give someone an opportunity Oh, absolutely. like that, they're, they're never going to look back. So going back to the, the Charlotte game on Saturday, we saw Diego Luna, speaking of uh, young players, him come off the bench. Do you feel like eventually moving forward, Diego Luna needs to just start instead of having these minutes? Because I'll, I'll admit, I was not a fan of Diego Luna. I would kind of was like, what, why are we having what's all the hype on him? But the more I see him actually play and how fast he generates, I think he's one that actually needs to start on the left wing. Yeah, I, I, I could definitely see him slotting in. I, I like to see this like kind of gradual buildup of minutes that we've seen so far where like I think it's kind of been each game we've slowly started seeing him get more and more time and a, a, a bigger role in terms of like what he's subbing in for and what he's supposed to be doing. Um, and I think we're seeing that in terms of like his confidence on the ball as well. I think he's definitely... understanding his role and feeling like he has a, a bigger role on the team. Like you can just see it when he goes on, on the field, he feels more of like a creator and not like a bystander. Whereas like that first, I think it was like the first home game of the season when he subbed on, he definitely seemed like, I don't know if it was nervous, but just didn't seem like he had his feet under him. necessarily like he just wasn't all the way there but uh, yeah I've, I've been super excited on his development I would love to see him playing more it's it's hard after a 3-1 win to necessarily pick someone out for him to come in for but I'm I'm all for the competition I, I think we could use it we can use all the competition we can get he 
he's actually someone who I don't know when you look at him like I don't know he doesn't necessarily strike me as someone who would be like a, a super athletic like soccer player his his body yes. type is like a little bit awkward like he's a little bit of like a big body but I think yeah, it, it, I, I, he, I he plays that. in his favor like he he's able to kind of he uses his physicality in that sense and yeah I, I he's a super exciting player super fun to watch and it's good to see that the like the U.S. the youth team trusts him as well. I think that's a good sign, knowing like that that's a a good player going forward. Yeah, absolutely. He is one player who, out of all the subs that did come off, off the bench, who I think did the most impact. Definitely. Seeing Merrim, seeing Merrim not get minutes, I was so happy. I'm like, yes, it's another, <laughs> another game. Finally, yeah, play. literally. But out of out of. Out of Saturday's match, who who was your man of the match for this one? Um, shoot, it's hard to pick. It was it was. I think the whole team as a whole played super well. Mm-hmm. I would go with um, I'm gonna go with Andres Gomez. I thought he was super impressive. He got two assists, which is way more than we can be asking for him at this stage like he's still super young this is only like his fifth or sixth game in the mls like he's still got a lot to learn and so i was i was super impressed i think each game that he's played he's gotten a little bit better you can see the confidence slowly building in him um so i would go with gomez i think it's you could really go with anyone but yeah i'm gonna go with gomez what about you yeah, I'm going to have to say Gomez as well because we saw how he orchestrated those two assists, were, which were absolutely phenomenal, those crosses. Yeah. Um, and then I, I brought the shout-out shout out to Savarino and uh, Pablo Ruiz for making the MLS uh, Team of the Week um, oh, yeah. because they absolutely, deserve, they absolutely deserved it after their both their phenomenal goals. Mm-hmm. But Gomez, Gomez, man of the match, his two phenomenal assists, and it just show, lets you show – why he's actually worth four million dollars because he can create those chances for our goal yeah. scorers. Well, again, he's only going to get better, and he's mm-hmm. he's still so young, and yeah, he's just going to get more and more adapted to this league and the physicality and the speed that we play at. And so I, I'm super excited. I think this week finally sort of justified the price tag a little bit. The first couple appearances, I was getting a little nervous. I won't lie. <laughs> Definitely yeah. was like feeling a little shaky. Like maybe we should be getting some production out of him, record signing. But now I'm I'm definitely I'm super excited to see what the future holds for him. And finally today, uh, as we're recording this on Tuesday, the the team was finally able to go outside for trainings since with the weather, which is a good sign because training indoors is not the same as training outdoors. So yeah, good to see that moving forward. Um, and with that. We had our selection for U.S. Open Cup, and RSL is drawn with Las Vegas Lights from the USL. Um, we play the 26th, so that is a Wednesday. That is 8 o'clock our time, 7 o'clock in Vegas. Um, unfortunate that we don't get to host, which is sad. We have to play down in Vegas. Uh, what, what are your thoughts? Um, do, you, do you think that this is something Pablo will actually take serious or do you think he's going to just make it like another, just not don't even care. Yeah. I mean, I hope he 
at least takes it somewhat serious. Like at least until we get an MLS opponent, like you just, I don't know, you can't be losing to the USL. Like last year, that was embarrassing, yeah. like to say the least, embarrassing. Yeah. Um, and so I think you can't just walk in there with some squad full of bench players. You gotta, you gotta give them the respect they deserve. I mean, we we show we saw it last year, like. You can't just treat them like it's some rec league game and you're just basically going in there for a scrimmage. You gotta these guys, it's a big game for them. And then like if you if you're looking at it from their shoes, this is one of the biggest games of the season. Like they're they're playing against the MLS opponent. They want to prove themselves, show themselves on the big screen in front of a bigger audience. Like those guys have everything to play for. And that's just more of a reason why we can't walk in there acting like we don't have anything to play for. In, in this kind of matchup, even though it's Las Vegas, of course, then they're only a few games into this season. I was looking at them, and I think they're bottom of the table, so they haven't won a game, so they're kind of struggling just like RSL. Do you think that this is a game that Gavin Beavers definitely needs to start and get that experience and get that maturity? I Yeah, I would, I would honestly – I would like that because I I don't know. I thought it was a little unfair for him to have to – go into this that that game last week just when stuff was so toxic with RSL things just weren't clicking I still think it's a little weird that lineup Pablo put out last week um mm -hmm. and so I uh, I don't know I was honestly thinking that he was pretty much guaranteed to start this week I thought it was you gotta kind of set the precedent that you can't just walk in there and get thrown in your first start and get blamed for all four of those goals. Like, I don't know. I thought it was a little unfair for Gavin Beavers. So I'd, I'd be super excited for him to get another start in the game like that. Yeah. I think for this one, even though it is against Vegas and then it's not as good of opponent in the USL, I think you should just have a good happy medium of some, uh, some Monarchs players as well as RSL players. So give, give like Anelli, give maybe Gomez just, minimal minutes and then obviously yeah. start uh beavers so we can obviously get away with the, the victory and then people can get that those minutes to get yeah well and like i feel like those games like if if we play our cards right it'd be awesome if we could get maybe two three goals up in the first half and then kind of coast from there and that's when you start really giving guys minutes that wouldn't normally get minutes and that's when you can really start experimenting and just giving dudes some first team time and so I think that would be my ideal situation is if we were just able to close it out early with like a decent squad and then just put in the guys that deserve it at that point um but I just praying for a win I, I would love to be able to get like a decent little cup run yeah we we shall see uh, what Pablo throws out um in two weeks on april 26th down in vegas but jumping to this saturday uh heading to texas against fc dallas who surprisingly I, i'm not sure if I, surprisingly is the right word but they're they're actually doing pretty pretty well with uh, going three two and two um, to start off the season um with jesus ferreira really tearing it up right now um he had a goal last week um, what what are you expecting going into this one, heading into to Dallas? Yeah, I think it's 
it's definitely going to be tough. They're in form. We're playing at their place. So that's a, a tough situation to be going into right off the bat. But we're also coming off a big win for us. I think we, we've gonna, we're going to have a lot of momentum going into this too. I think everyone's going to be feeling super confident. I, I like our chances. I think this, this game's going to be a big kind of like prove it match for us. Like, was this just a one-off where we, was it just a fluke or are we actually building something? Like, I think this is big for Pablo, big for the team, big, big, just big for us in general. Yeah, like I, I'm kind of on the the fence where I kind of think the game on Saturday was just because Charlotte is absolutely a, a terrible team. They're below us right now on the table and they don't have a defense. So I'm kind of like, we need to actually win one, one more to prove the rest of the haters wrong. So yeah. that's why I think in, in this one against Dallas, we need to find a way to stop Jesus Ferrer because right now he's tearing it up, like I said, with four goals already to start the season, which is amazing which is almost more than us but we we need to find that goal score like we like we said multiple times but and then just be better in the transition be better in our midfield be better at passing all those things yeah and a lot for us and then we'll hopefully yeah and then hopefully find a result well and geez it would be still yet to have a shutout almost what like two and a half, three months into the season. Like, man, it'd be nice to get a walk out of there with a zero. So honestly, I'd even be happy with a zero zero. I think that's just something we should really aim for is just not letting any sloppy goals in, not letting any crazy passes break our defense down, like just keeping our shape, understanding our roles on defense and just, staying rock solid i think it would be that's like getting this getting this win after that losing streaks big but i think also getting confidence in our defense and like building like a bit of a wall back there is also just as big for us going forward yeah yeah absolutely um and what what are your predictions let's let's jump right to it predictions for saturday's uh, yeah. match Oof. uh sheesh that's uh, i feel like Every time I get confident in the boys, they let me down. But I'm I'm gonna stick <laughs> to it. I got I gotta be an optimist. I'm gonna go ooh two one RSL two one. Ooh. ooh, who do you have in goal scores? Are you just just random? Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm I'm feeling feeling a cheeky cheeky Gomez brace cheeky Gomez <laughs> brace. He needs to get on the board. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to see it. even even one from him. I'd be happy. But I'm 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 gonna go for the cheeky Gomez brace. What about you? I'm just gonna go with a draw, a draw that's gonna feel like a win. So I'm gonna go a one-one draw for us. Okay. What do you think? In a late like a a late goal for us to kind of secure the draw. So that's why it feels like a win. Uh no, I'm gonna say opposite. I think we get first uh blood, and then Dallas gets like a late tying goal so okay and then and then we hold on yeah then we hold on to the the, the, the one point so okay so dallas will be upset and we'll hopefully come away with the, the one point on the, the road so we shall see this saturday um 
in Dallas, I believe kickoff is six thirty. So, which is amazing. I'll I'll take those early kickoffs. Yeah, yeah, we we take those. <laughs> we take those all all the all the time. Yeah, all and, day. Yeah, so about two weeks until Open Cup, Open Open Cup, and stay tuned for for Saturday's match against FC Dallas. It'll be a good one. Um, but until then, head to our Twitter account, like always, at RSL Sunday Pod, where you can get all of our content and listen to our our podcast at Spotify or Apple, wherever you get that. But until then, take care, guys. Yep. Have a good one. Thanks, guys. The HiveSports.com has all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State, covering prep, college, pro, and church sports. No way, really? Okay, maybe not that last one. If you want to stay in the know about all things Jazz, Cougars, Aggies, and Utes, then this is the site for you. TheHiveSports.com. We may even feature your high school. So check us out today at TheHiveSports.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Check out TheHiveSports.com because we got the buzz.